The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's a Thursday here on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network, a game game. Thursday, and that means it's, of course, time to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White. You can follow him, of course, at Tom Ryle on Twitter, at Tom Ryle BTB. They are on the Twitter sphere, and you can follow me at RW3 if you want to interact with us or give us your thoughts on what you've seen from the Cowboys thus far, what you expect to see going forward. Tom, very special week, as is always the case here on Thanksgiving Thursday, as we very rarely actually get to do a pregame show, right? We get to get the masses ready for what they're going to see against the Cowboys opponent there on Thursday. And thankfully, at least for us, it is one that we're intimately familiar with. In fact, the team that the Cowboys have played more than any other on Thanksgiving Thursday comes to town for the 11th straight, uh, the 11th time meeting up on Thanksgiving, the Washington Commanders. Rolling to town, another great divisional matchup, Tom, and one that while the Cowboys for the third week in a row are heavy double-digit favorites, there are reasons for them to be cautious heading into this contest. Yeah, uh, the, the the commanders are a little, little odd because they're pretty prolific on offense, but Sam Howell is also an interception machine. He's got 12 interceptions he's a little better than one per game this year uh and of course you know the cowboys have one player who loves to intercept that ball and take off with it that's deron bland so we have the little extra added spice of wondering if he can house another one and break the all-time record for pick sixes in a season uh it's a pretty good game to do it More significantly, he's been sacked more than any other quarterback in the league by a pretty wide margin. Uh, He's been taken down uh, 40, uh, 51 times, uh, which just seems remarkable uh, that he's still (laughs) still out there. Uh, And, uh, you know, the next guy is 38. So he's had been sacked 13 more times than Zach Wilson. Uh, that just kind of seems to play into a certain strength of the Cowboys we saw uh, on display against the uh, Carolina Panthers when they they uh, had seven sacks. Michael Parson had two and a half. 
uh, and they were just all over the backfield. So, you know, you add in the the sacks, the pressures, and the fact that he already throws a lot of picks, uh, probably because of the pressure. This seems like a really good matchup from that aspect. Now, they've also, as I said, they've put a lot of yards up uh, passing. They don't have much of a running game. It's all pretty much been on Howell's arm. So I can sense, see why you might sense a little trepidation uh, over this possibly being a trap game, plus Thanksgiving Day games can sometimes go a little oddly. And you always wonder what's going to happen when you play a division rival. I just don't think it's going to be that way because they did not overlook the, the Panthers. They did have a few, you know. They tried to. They tried too early. Uh, they uh, destroyed them late, right? They took control of it late. But they tried yeah. too early. They played with their food a little bit against the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, you know. Let's face it, there's a new identity for the Cowboys. They are a home team. Uh, You know, they've got one 12 in a row at home, and this looks like a good game that hopefully they can extend that straight to 13 with, uh, you know, two more home games coming after it. So this could be a good way to set up for a fairly rough December schedule. And I'm, you know, I'm not – all that nervous about it, but I still like you. I want to see them take care of business from the kickoff, the opening kickoff. Well, as you mentioned, um, it has become somewhat of a home haven for the Dallas Cowboys, and that's not something we have always said as Cowboys fans and viewers of them. I, I haven't felt like, really until recently, I haven't ever felt like Cowboys Stadium was an advantage. I felt like they had, in a lot of cases, more advantage on the road in some markets than they do at home because that is a group of Cowboys fans that are desperate to see their team. And in the moment, they're as excited as they can be because they may not see them again for a couple of years. Whereas I felt like the crowd at AT AT&T stadium, somewhat of a late arriving crowd, uh, not always as engaged on third downs type of crowd. I mean, we, we know what type of crowd typically is in there because let's face it, you got to be of a, a, a decent money to be able to make your way in there first and foremost. But all that being said, as you mentioned, 12 game win streak there at home, it's the longest such win streak since an 18 game win streak that stretched from 1979 to the 1981 season. So over 40 years, It is gone, and the Cowboys haven't won this many games at home in a row. In addition to that, as you mentioned, they're facing off against a team who, unfortunately, you know, for their their part of it, one of the worst things that they do is one of the things that the Cowboys are are best at, and that is shoring up that pass block. I'd be a little bit more scared of this game if I felt like they could do something to manipulate the Cowboys defensive backs eyes behind the lines of scrimmage, right? Like against the Arizona Cardinals, um, you're worried about that. You were worried about that rushing aspect that Josh Dobbs could provide. Sam Howell has a little bit of that. He's got some escapability, but he doesn't have blazing speed to, in my opinion, be able to get away from the likes of Micah Parsons, Dorrance Armstrong, or Tank Lawrence, who are all going to be bearing down on him throughout this game. All that being said, Cowboys averaging over uh, turnover and a half uh, 
uh, force this season. And at home, that number jumps to almost two and a half. So it's highly expected in both your and my opinion that the Washington commanders will give the Cowboys ample opportunities to turn the ball over. And this is a game where I think they could find themselves once again, comfortably in the driver's seat late into the third, even early in the fourth quarter, not saying I necessarily expect that to be the case, but it's looking like more of a probability is the way this team is kind of lining up. Tom, uh, we're starting to look better in a lot of different aspects. Yeah, even and against this, bad competition, it's just all you can do. Yeah, and and this is the last really bad competition I think they're going to see until they face Washington again in the final game of the season. Uh, but I think it, I think you know, a little concerned uh, from last week to to me at least was that the Cowboys were at times a little bit soft against the run. Well, Washington not only has you know, been averaging less than 100 yards per game on the ground. They've now lost Antonio Gibson for the game. They're, they're number two running back. So that, you know, is going to put all the load on Brian Robinson Jr., I think. Uh, I just think the Cowboys can stuff the run, force the, the, the commanders into having to throw the ball, which is exactly what they want them to do. Uh, and so I think the defensive matchup, is rather favorable for the Cowboys. And then you look at the offense. Uh, you know, this is the team that this Washington team has given up more points than any other team in the league per game, almost 28 points per game. And although they kind of slowed down last week, I think back home we're going to see the, uh, the, the Dak Prescott show uh fully in effect uh i think you know cd lamb brandon cook somebody's gonna have a big day maybe you know jake ferguson maybe a couple of them like they did a a couple weeks back and it to me i I just can't don't see why they they won't uh be able to manage something like that you know i've I've been fooled before as i said and, and thanksgiving has been a day when it has happened uh, you know, but if if you look at the uh, you know the rushing defense uh, for the Commanders, uh, you know they're they're bottom half of the league. Uh, they should be a little vulnerable that way. Um, we said that about the Giants too. The Commanders give up 116 yards a game. The Giants came into that game giving up 130. And the Cowboys were unable to really get anything going from a run game standpoint. Now, the good news is Rico Dallow likely going to be better in a better position to contribute this week. I mean, yes, he did see some late game work last week, but I think, and I'm speculating a bit here, but because he cropped up on the injury report on the Friday walkthrough with an ankle injury, I truly believe that the team may be held him back a little bit because, quite frankly, it was a 1A the week before against the Carolina Panthers. And I thought I was kind of expecting that Rico Dowdle might get a little bit more run in this contest. I was wrong. I think because of that injury, this game though, against the commanders, I think is one where they could perhaps exercise that opportunity for Rico to make up for lost time, especially if Tony Pollard continues to look ineffective. Well, but the thing is Tony Pollard, broke two big runs against the Panthers, you know, both of them for over 20 yards, one of them for a touchdown. The other was just 
I mean, you just want to watch that video over and over again to watch the blocking. Just incredible. Terrence still almost knocked two guys completely off the field by himself, got them stacked up, just managed to overpower both of them. Uh, Tyler Biotis was out there about 15 yards down the field, just looking for somebody to block. He hadn't had a single block to make. Uh, Jake Ferguson sealed it off. The thing that they call a pin and pull just did a great job. And, and uh, it, you know, I think Tyler Smith had a really good block on that too. So hopefully this is a, a team that the, uh, they can maybe tune up that running game for when they're going to need to, to maybe lean on a little bit more going forward. Uh, yeah, this is, this is just not a, a team that, that seems very formidable and, you know, their pass rush has taken a hit too, because uh, uh, their starting left defensive end, James Smith Williams is out for the game. Uh, they basically uh, gutted that unit right before the trade deadline anyway. Yeah, and so, you know, they, you know, they're going to say, by the way, no, they're going to say hi to an old friend of theirs, John Ridgway, is uh, still playing defensive tackle, although he's second string, so they might get a chance to line up against him. You still got to worry about Deron Payne. You know, he is probably their their best defensive lineman, and, you know, they're going to have to, he, he can help both because he does get pressure up the middle in the passing game and very stout against the run. So, you know, he's going to be a, a good challenge, uh, you know, uh, probably going to line up mo- mostly against uh, Zach Martin, uh, you know, and, and it, I saw something that, you know, at time, you know, once upon a time it would have been heresy, but, Zach Martin may now be the second best guard on the Cowboys. <laughs> That's how good Tyler Smith has been. And Zach Martin's just a, a veteran. He just got a lot of years under his belt. And, you know, it's understandable that he might not be quite as, as powerful coming out. But still, I, I think this is, should be a, a good game for the offensive line. I hope so. They need to stack up some good games and, and get themselves honed. Uh I just, you know, we're just going to have to see how it goes. I, I feel fairly optimistic about this game. I don't think it's going to be a huge challenge for Dallas. Uh, as as we keep saying, you know, we've been wrong before. And so I think they're going to get after after Sam Howell. I, I just, you know, I'm just waiting to see how this all stacks up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply go back to and we made this point we made it a little bit last year too as to why like i feel extra confident now more so than i did in past years about the cowboys going into what i feel like might have the potential to be trap games and the reason i feel so confident about it is because regardless of where their offensive unit is on a week-to-week basis and granted here lately they've been as good as any offensive unit in the nfl defense comes every week. I mean, yes, there's been 
I mean, really, maybe two, three weeks, you could say, right? In the losses that, in the games that they've lost, each time the defense gave up 20, 28 points, you can make the case that maybe the defense didn't do their part in those instances. But every other game, right? Out of 12 weeks, now 75% of the time, the defense has not only came to play, but they've come to play in a big way and contributed more often than not in a big way to helping the Cowboys secure a W. So for that reason, even if the offense goes off the rails, even if they allow a special teams touchdown or have a punt that gets blocked and returned for a score or something freakish that tends to happen in these holiday games against the Cowboys, I believe that the defense is so solid. It is so almost guaranteed to provide you with one, if not multiple turnover opportunities on their side that it can negate a lot of even potential miscues that could lead the Cowboys down a dangerous path. Like we don't even get that close because of how lights out this defense can be when they turn up the screws. And also when they're in a position of, you know, of, of leading late, because, Obviously, that just allows Deron Bland and Micah Parsons and all those guys to pin their ears back and keep their eyes on the quarterback. Yeah, and as far as offensive weapons, you know, if, if they can, you know, uh, McLaurin, Terry McLaurin has not been having a great season. Uh, and if they can control him, I think they can control the uh, the Washington offense. Uh, I'm – yeah, <laughs> On paper, this just looks like the Cowboys should be heavily favored. And the line seems reasonable. And, and you know, of course, we're our problem is if they don't about double the spread, we, we feel like they haven't done enough. You know what I mean? Right. We, we well, want to see those 20, 25-point blowouts. And look, I mean, for some Cowboys fans out there, unfortunately, no matter the quality of win, as long as the opponent is Washington or New York or Carolina, it will not matter to those fans. They're not going to change their opinion about what this team's ceiling can be, what their potential can be. But, you know, it's nice to know that they're not yet looking ahead because it would be very easy to do so. The yeah. next five games after this Washington team, they will play teams with winning records and in most cases, teams that are leading their division in the standings. Obviously, the Bills, Lions likely will be at the time. The Seahawks are leading their standings here a week from now. There are a lot of reasons for the Cowboys to potentially look forward. It'll be up to Mike McCarthy and the staff to make sure that they don't overlook this team. Did you think there was any anything to the announcement last week that Jerry made in the pregame. Clarence Hill, who writes for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, sort of made a comment on social media about that announcement, saying that this is proof that Jerry and the Cowboys are not taking the Carolina Panthers seriously because they're making an announcement about Jimmy Johnson, trying to, I guess, take you know some focus away from that for a game that's going to take place in late December. Any thought to that? Well, that might be Jerry Jones not taking them seriously, but I don't mm -hmm. think that was what was going on with Mike McCarthy and the staff. Same. I think I think they took it very seriously. I, I you know, I'm not going to talk about the reason for saying something like that. I just did. I did not feel that was relevant because what Jerry Jones says is not very important on what's going on in the coaching rooms. Uh, so I, I think the Cowboys were. 
they did not want to, to overlook the Panthers. I think they definitely do not want to overlook the Commanders. I don't think they will. Uh, I think they're going to be a little pumped up. Uh, you know, both teams are coming off the short week, so they that should even out, you'd think, even though, uh, you know, Washington has had the experience uh, in, in dealing with that. But that's spread out over many years, of course. So we'll just have to see. The Cowboys do this every single year. And, of course, now every team in the NFL has at least one of those short weeks for a Thursday game. So what used to be kind of an advantage, I think, for the Cowboys, that they knew how to prepare for that when a lot of other teams just very seldom did, no longer exists because the – you know, the, the addition of Thursday night football, uh, because of course the NFL is always all about more profits and they saw that as a more profit situation. So I, I just, I I think that that, that is just not really a factor anymore the way it used to be. So it's going to be, I just, I just want to, I just don't want to see the Cowboys come out flat. That's my one big fear that sometimes they, 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 can come out flat. It can happen to any team. We see it almost happen. Almost every team in the league, every good team comes out flat a game or two, has some struggles. You know, uh, I, I think everyone still believes the San Francisco 49ers are going to be one of the main uh, contenders this year. And yet they had a three-game losing stretch for kind of inexplicable uh, – you were mentioning the the division leaders. The Miami Dolphins are actually leading the AFC East right now. The Bills are at second, and but the Cowboys play both of them because they're mm-hmm. playing the uh, the AFC East this year. Uh, if I might have said NFC East, I hope not. But the no, AFC East, right. yeah, and the AFC East is, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a tough division. You know, we're all going to be Bills fans on Sunday anyway, so because they, <laughs> I believe they, they they're playing the Eagles. Yeah, who the they get Cowboys? The next shot. Yeah, the Cowboys still need some help to, to have a shot at catching up with them. And I, you know, I'm you you feel that the Cowboys are going to have to get in via the wild card route. You know, right now they're they're in the fifth seed. Uh, they will play the Seahawks uh, after this game, which will, you know, let them hopefully gain some more ground and solidify their own playoff uh, prospects that way. But we'll have to talk about the Seahawks next week uh, because that's when we will play them. Yeah. I mean, there's a very real world, as you mentioned, that the Cowboys could have the second best record in the NFC and still be the fifth seed thanks to the fact that the Eagles are in fact, just rolling, right? I mean, they're nine and one, and truth be told, right? If if they win that game against the Bills, uh, if I haven't, if you haven't, as Cowboys fans already ridden off the division, I think most of us will probably be at that point come a week from yeah. now, if that is the way that the chips fall. So nothing you can do about that. No effect you can have on it. All you can do is beat the team in front of you and hopefully take care of them handedly. The good news is, as you mentioned, the 49ers, they might have fixed the Cowboys because that's the last game that the Cowboys failed to score at least a touchdown in the first quarter this season. So 
that was the last game and that they've played that they failed to score a, a touchdown there in the first quarter. So thankfully, as you mentioned, Tom, a slow start, not something they have done here recently. Didn't lead for a single second in either of the last two games that they jumped out to big leads and never trailed. Hopefully, we see them do the exact same here. What's on the what's on the uh, menu for Thanksgiving? Got anything delicious or interesting that oh, uh, our listeners need to hear about? I uh, just just the old traditional things. Got turkey and ham. Uh, nice coming up. A uh, lot of mashed potatoes. Uh, we have kind of tradition of doing purple whole peas as part of our Thanksgiving meal. Okay, <laughs> I like it. And, I like uh, it. We may may have as many as four different kinds of pie for maybe three people somewhere. <laughs> we're gonna have a small small little group here, but we're gonna we're gonna probably uh probably pig ourselves out rather rather well. And I'm planning on eating before the game, so I'm gonna be fighting the tryptophan uh, coma. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm I hope that everyone has a great Thanksgiving. I hope this is a good game. Uh, and I hope, you know, it sets up because like, like we keep talking about the, the rest of the season is just going to be harder. Uh, the Cowboys have not beaten a team with a winning record and they're going to have to find a way to start doing that. Uh, if they're, they are going to get into the, the playoffs or to make sure they get into the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's, 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 they've got, you know, they've got the lions coming up who are in the conversation about the, the best teams in the NFC, because, you know, I think right now, if you look at the, the, the NFC, uh, you're talking the Eagles, Lions, 49ers, and Cowboys. And the exact order of those four is not to be determined. Uh, the NFC South, unfortunately, is, is not good this year. And, uh, you know, right now, the New Orleans Saints are leading with a five and five record. Uh, which is could be very crucial for the Cowboys if they wind up with the sixth seed, uh, because that's who they'll play. And, you know, they would like to go up against a team that's kind of struggling uh, to start off the playoffs because, you know, if they have to go on the road, it's better to have a team that looks like they can beat. So, yeah, I feel good about that matchup, but we are obviously still a month and a half away from that. As Zach Martin said, this time, Thanksgiving time, is when you really start to get to eat some of the meat in your season, right? This is mm-hmm. where the meat on the bone is really taken care of and really where the good teams separate themselves from the mediocre ones, right, from the ones that don't necessarily deserve to be there. So I think the Cowboys will find themselves in that position when all is said and done after Thursday has concluded. Uh, I will give you a little preview of what we're doing. So I'm not a pie guy, right? I don't love pies. Uh, I think crust is an unnecessary filler, right? The star is the filling, and therefore, sweet potato casserole will be the item that will be on our table uh, from a sweet standpoint. And I am very much looking forward to that because, again, all filling, all star, no crust, no filler, Tom. No unnecessary carbs in there, although lots of unnecessary sugars, I will admit. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Uh no, I just, you know, want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope that we have a lot to celebrate by sundown. Uh, Cowboys have the game well in hand. And, you know, it's it looks like it's going to be 
it should be should be a fun afternoon. We'll have to find out. Uh, I do I do have a lot of faith that the coaching staff is going to have this team ready to play. I think the team is hungry. They they hear the chatter, they hear the talk about not having beaten the team with a winning record, and they're going to want to keep rolling. They want to probably make statements and keep saying, "Hey, we are part very much in the mix for getting to the uh, getting to the Super Bowl." Still have things to accomplish, though, to get there, and uh, you know, even to get to the playoffs, they still got to make sure they win a few more games. Uh, I don't think it's going to take too many if they win three more games uh, down the stretch with seven left to play. I think they're definitely in the playoffs. So they've they've even got. I hate to talk about it this way. They even got a little room uh, for possible stumbles along the way. Certainly there are teams that they could stub their toe against, uh, including the Eagles rematch, uh, which we're all going to be glued to uh, every second. So we'll just have to see how this shakes out. Uh, You know, uh, let's just hope they get the win and let's just take it one game at a time right now. Well, I think we can all say as Cowboys fans, we're thankful for the health that this team has uh, received thus far this season. Been very lucky with all the quarterbacks going down around the league. The Cowboys haven't suffered a significant blow since the loss of Trayvon Diggs, you know, earlier uh, in the preseason. That was obviously a huge blow. Don't want to diminish that to any degree, but Deron Bland's emergence has certainly made that feel a little bit less painful. Uh, yeah, and – you know, Leighton Vanderish has been out, is probably out for the season now. And it's almost like he didn't notice it. Yeah, you don't <laughs> notice it because Damone Clark leads the team in tackles. Yeah, you don't and, Mar- it. and Marquise Bell has really stepped up. And Dan Quinn just almost doesn't need a traditional linebacker. He does, he uses the hybrid guys like Bell. Uh, now, Jaron Curse is probably it looks like he's missing the game I believe I can't remember if he was called out or if he's just considered questionable at this point uh but he is on the injury report uh he's one of those guys I thought they had they an have... update on that I, I thought he was going to go but I'm going to double check that while you're going through your thought here Yeah uh he you know but they have they've been doing so well filling in Donovan Wilson looked a little bit like the old enforcer a couple of times against the Panthers so I, you know, I just, I think that Quinn just has an amazing ability to figure that part of it out. So uh, I, I would like to see Curse because I like, I just want to go all hands on deck every game and get everybody out there, get some playing time. I and love you are right; fact- he's listed as doubtful for yeah, game. yeah, doubtful. So um, yeah, he's probably. I don't think he's going to go. I think they'll hold him out just because this should be a game that can win with him out. So. You know, we'll see if there's anybody else that looks like C.D. Lamb is a full go. Although, I, you know, I kind of wouldn't mind if they kind of kept Lamb's snap count down a little bit and let him rest up with his, I think, ankle injury. Uh, get Make sure that that gets healed up a little bit more or not, not re-injured. They don't put too much stress on it. Uh, well, they took the injury designation off of him, so that was good at least. It's healed up enough to yeah. where they feel like. But, but hey, I'm I'm all for that as well. Not going to need a whole lot of CeeDee Lamb like you didn't last week. Only had six catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. And, 
that was kind of all you needed, right? He still made an impact in that game. Uh, If you're listening to this here on Thursday morning as you get ready for your Thanksgiving, make sure you go over to our YouTube channel at Blogging the Boys and hit that subscribe button so that you can be ready for both the pre- and the post-game shows that we'll have for you to get involved in and interact with. It's a great way to, you know, not have to spend as much time with your family as you uh, might not necessarily want to, right? Uh, We all have those moments where after uh, Thanksgiving dinner comes around, it might be time to retreat to our own corners, and certainly you can do that with us there on the YouTube channel. We would love to get your engagement. And, of course, here on Thanksgiving, all of us at Blogging the Boys, uh, I can speak for Tom and myself and the entire Blogging the Boys family when I say we are thankful for you, our dear listener and our partners who are so involved in our product and really keep us going, right? You're the reason we're able to do what we do. So we sincerely appreciate your patronage. And you're listening to us, your continued support. For Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys. You have an awesome Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next Thursday.